Hello, I'm Mark Price, and welcome to my podcast, Meet the Business Author. Having been the boss of Waitrose for many years and working within the John Lewis Partnership, I became interested in the way that businesses and individuals work, particularly how being happy at work can not only transform an individual's life, but how it can transform an organisation. I'm building a platform at Engaging.Works with the world's biggest business library, where anyone can come and search for information and guidance on their working life. In this series, I'll be speaking with a number of prominent business authors whose books are available to buy on the business library. I'll be speaking to them about their book, what lessons we can take from them, and what they think about the future of working life and business. I'm delighted, absolutely delighted, that on this episode of Meet the Business Author, I'm talking to Kubi Springer, who is an award-winning brand specialist and also a media personality. And she's got 20 years plus now of brand marketing experience. She's worked with huge brands, the like of Nike and L'Oreal and Blackberry, but also with individuals like um, P. Diddy, and Justin Timberlake, and then there's cars, there's Rolls-Royce and Aston Martin. She has done it all. So, welcome to the podcast, Kubi. Tell us, how did you start out in marketing? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I feel completely honoured to be here. I started at 1996, so before the idea of branding as a buzzword, before Facebook and TikTok and Google and Napster and all the rest of them, um, I started at a time where branding was very much in its infancy. And, and my backstory is that I trained as a dancer at the Royal Academy for Classical Ballet. And so I loved and still love the arts very much. And what happened was I got an injury when I was 17, um, wasn't able to dance anymore. And I was on tour with very famous Spice Girls. And it was their first European tour. And I remember the tour manager said to me, well, you can talk for England. Why don't you go into PR? And um, first I thought, cheeky monkey. Um, and then I thought, yeah, actually, let, let's try this. Um, and so I got an internship um, at MTV Europe and I did that whilst I did my undergrad. And I just caught the bug and I loved it. And, um, and I just thought, well, you know, if I could go behind the scenes in the entertainment industry, because the first part of my career was entertainment heavy, I still get to be a part of the industry I love. Um, and I built my career from there really. So what would you say your first big break was? I say my first big break was that internship. I mean, who gets to do an internship at MTV at the age of 18? Um, and so that was the first break. Um, but I think the pivotal break in my career was making the decision to go to New York. So I went as part of the Mountbatten program. So Lord Mountbatten started this program for youngsters many moons ago, um, for those of us who wanted to get global experience. And, that, and again, even that is such an innovative concept, bear in mind that it was 2001 when I went. Um, and I went to New York on the program and as a result of being part of that program, I managed to get an internship with Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Diddy Combs. Um, and that whole experience was quite pivotal because I got exposed to one of the biggest, you know, kind of music moguls of our time who really understands branding. And that led me to work with Justin Timberlake and Mariah Carey and the list goes on. So that was quite a pivotal moment. And what did you learn from those people in that time? 
such a beautiful question. I learned, first of all, that what makes them who they are is their work ethic. Um, I truly believe that we're all born with some talent or the other, but not all of us are willing to step into our spotlight, which is the essence of my book. Not all of us are, are willing to say, um, it's okay to be different and I own my difference and I own my talent and now I'm going to work my tail off to make it a success. Um, and that's what they do and that's what they did. And so that's the first thing I learned from them. And the second thing I learned was um, not the idea of being fearless because I saw many of them many a time fearful, but the idea that you can work through the fear to be a success and that you don't need to let the, fin the fear hinder you. Um, and so yeah, those are the two big things that I learned from them. And I had a ball of fun. <laughs> and tell me, is marketing building brands different for people or cosmetics or fashion or cars? Because you've worked across them all. You know, that question gets posed to me a lot. And the principles of marketing are the same, irrespective of the industry or whether it's a human being or a large corporation, whether it's an SME or whether it's a micro one man band startup. The principles are the same. Um, the definition of branding, which is an emotional connection with your desired audience, that definition resonates across all industries, across all brands, personal or corporate. What's slightly different is that as a personal brand, it's really about the personification of who you are and the total experience that I have with you. Whereas obviously with a corporate brand, you don't have that. So the slight differences, but the principles are the same. So you've got all this amazing experience, Kubi, built over uh, two decades now. So tell us, how did you come to write your very successful book, I am my brand. I am my brand. Yeah. Well, I am. Um, I I bumped into my literary agent, uh, Kizzy Thompson, at an event, another book event, and um, we got talking about my experience and what I do. And she said, "Wow, it'd be amazing to put down, you know, what people can learn from celebrity brands." And if I'm honest, I was like that didn't feel quite right. Um, I felt like it might catch great press, but I wanted people to have something that was a real resource. And so I thought, how about I look at my entire career and identify eight pillars of brand success and that's in essence what the book's about so you know it came about with this notion of celebrityism um, and thank god we ended up digging a little bit deeper. And, and before we go on to talk about the book and what people get from it, how, how did you find the process of sitting down and writing a book? Because so many people listening to this podcast will say, I'd love to write a book. I've got a book in me. So how did you actually find the process of writing? I think uh, the book writing process, like my entire career, was completely unconventional. So I got signed by Bloomsbury Publishers in the January of 2019. And I had until the 31st of March 2019 to complete the book and have it as first draft handed in, which, as you know, being in the publishing world is completely unheard of. Uh, plus, the aim was to release the book that same October. Um, and why there was kind of such a, a drive to get it done quickly is because there was a massive event that I was a keynote speaker of 
uh, we knew that that would be part of my tribe and that we could sell and launch the book really successfully there. So I had uh, three months to write 80,000 words, <laughs> which is not, wow. I know. Um, and what I ended up doing is the principle of I am my brand. I, first, I taught my first I am my brand workshop in 2009. So I had a lot of the content already. And I said to myself, I'm going to use social media and particularly Instagram live. And I'm going to teach tips and record it and then use those recordings to write up the essence of the book, which is why the book has such a conversational feel to it, because I'm literally having conversations with my tribe, who I call the boss squad. Um, and that's that's how I wrote the book. So I loved it, but golly, it was hard. <laughs> so, so you did the work, you got there, you published. Now, for all those listening, tell us what the book is going to help them with. So I Am My Brand is really a toolkit for those of us who are on a journey of building our personal brands. Whether you are working for a large organization and therefore you're an intrapreneur or whether or not you're running your business and you're an entrepreneur, um, it really is a guide to some of the things that I've done um, some of the women that I've featured in the books, there are over uh, 30 women in the book, people like Lydia Slater, who's the editor for Harper's Bazaar, um, people like um, uh, Idara, who is a 2016 Olympian winner and also happens to work at VP level for Barclays and did both of those things at the same time. Um, so, you know, there's these really amazing, powerful women um, who's part of my network who I kind of tapped into and I said, please lend your voice um, to how you've built your brand and the highs and the lows and the things that you've learned. Um, and so we cover everything in the book from, you know, really being unapologetic and addressing your fears because you know as i say in the book i i can teach you all of the strategies but if you don't recognize the fears and the gremlins that are holding you back you won't start the process um so you know the book kind of starts with tackling that right through to you know the power of negotiation when it comes to your brand and how do you ask for a pay rise or how do you pitch and be comfortable for asking for more money um to things like what's your brand archetype you know are you the rebel like a, a gordon ramsay are you the caregiver like an oprah winfrey you know what's your brand archetype and how does that show up across your social media and your blogs and your podcasts etc um through to strategy versus tactics what's the difference between the two so it's the whole gamut for someone who's a personal brand brilliant and and for marketeers if there was a young marketeer uh who was going to read this book what advice would you give them that's a good question um i've had many young marketeers reach out to me uh, on linkedin etc uh the advice i would give them is to see the book as a toolkit but to remember that everybody's journey is different and so there's going to be uh, methodologies and strategies that they can pull from it. But life is going to kick them like it does all of us. And they're going to have to find their own way to dance through the struggles of life and to build their brand. It's just a toolkit. Brilliant. And if we can apply that to you then, Kubi, uh, talk to us about your brand and how you built that and some of the stumbling blocks and how you've become so successful? Um, so my brand, um, the first thing I would say is that I was very intentional on the sorts of clients that I wanted to work with. 
but I wasn't driven by money and I'm still not driven by money. I'm, I'm much more driven by the impact and the purpose. And I believe that great brands should come from that place. Money's a tool. Money's a, a prerequisite of being the best at what you do. But when I hear people say, I want to make a million dollars and I'm like, okay, I get that. You will make a million dollars, but actually what are we trying to do in this world? Right. Um, and so I really, I work with corporate clients as well as startups to this day. And I say, tell me if this brand is a driver for your business, where are we driving to? And it can't just be about profit and loss. It has to be so much more impactful. So that's kind of been the essence of my, my personal brand. Um, I think I also, I didn't understand this as a youngster, uh, but I definitely really own this and teach this now, which is the power of relationships. And, you know, I wish I knew this when I was young, when I was at that Mountbatten program and kept more in touch with some of the alumni. You know, I wish I knew this when I was an undergrad. Um, but really, you know, the power of our relationships is so important. And particularly right now, we're all in quarantine and we're going through this really transformative time. Use this time to harness those relationships. Use this time to reach out to people that you may have not spoken to in a while, maybe old bosses, old colleagues, old clients. It's the power of our relationships that's going to help us to navigate those difficult times. So that's what my brand's all about. And then talk to me a little about women in business, because obviously that's a strong theme in the book. So talk to me about how it was to be a woman in business when you started out. Does it feel different now? Have things moved on? Is it easier? That's good questions. Um, I, I think that it has moved on. Um, I think that there are still lots of challenges around women in business. When I started, I, I remember having somebody tell me quite horrifically how much I needed to quote and unquote, keep my legs closed if I wanted to be taken seriously. Uh, and as a kind of 19 or 20 year old, I mean, I just, I was so horrified by that, um, that statement. Um, and the fact that they had the balls to say it. And, and, and then I kind of thought, well, what are you assuming by the fact that you even need to say this, right? Uh, but bear in mind, you know, that was the late, you know, late 1990s, early 2000s. Um, so I think it has moved on because I don't think people are going around telling young girls that. Um, I think that, you know, we're seeing it with things like the Black Lives Matter movement, that there's a, a real, and, and the global uh, kind of hashtag Me Too movement, there's a real awareness awakening with people being cognitive of the struggles of people who don't look like them or, or, or don't have the same experiences with them. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, I think that women are taking ownership of their brands. They are becoming slightly more empowered to ask for the pay rise, to ask for the value of their brand. I think organizations are beginning to create the frameworks for women to not have to just drop out the minute we have children. You know, um, little things like, you know, I, my eight-year-old daughter, since we've been in quarantine, there's been times where she's gone, mommy, can I have a hug? She hasn't cared that I've been on a Zoom call with someone. And, you know, the person on the other end has been so much more accommodating whereas once upon a time as women we would have been horrified at the fact that our daughters or our sons would come on this call you know so I think it is changing and I think as a human race we need to be really kind to ourselves and pat ourselves on the back and say yeah we are making progress yes 
there is a lot more work to do. But, you know, my mum was in business in the 80s and it's not the same. It's just not. And, and Kiri, Kiri, you mentioned there Black Lives Matters. And obviously we're seeing now a tsunami of sentiment about the need for change. Mm-hmm. So, so as a black woman who's achieved a huge amount, how, how do you view that? What's your view on Black Lives Matters and, and hopefully improving um, how black people feel, uh, not only just in America, but across the world about how they're looked on, how they're respected, how they're developed? Um, I wrote a blog recently called Brand Activism, Does It Work? And the essence of that blog was saying to corporations, large and small, um, I applaud the response to Black Lives Matter and the letters that are going out and the um, posts that are going up in support of the movement. But this is a institutional issue this is bedded in the fabric of our society it's bedded unfortunately in the fabric of even some of the largest organizations in the world have come out of colonialism and racism and slavery and so because it's so embedded we need to be so strategic about how we embed the solutions within the organization um, i had a beautiful conversation with a woman who runs a medium-sized organization and she said to me kubi i don't know what to say she said she's a white lady an english lady she said i don't know what to say and she said so i haven't said anything and she said is that wrong and i said well first of all there's no wrongs and there's no rights there's only your personal truth I said, but do bear in mind that silence can be seen as a co-signing to racism. So I would encourage you to think about how Black Lives Matter, how that is embedded into the values of your organization. If your organization says that we believe in diversity, then speak up if your organization says in her case that you know they're about love and supporting love then that's love for all human beings regardless of race gender um, regardless of their sexual orientation so speak up now the million dollar question is once you said i don't agree with this how do you embed it and i think that's the next phase where we need to get to quickly you know how do we look at the hr um processes and work out if there are any unconscious biases how do we look at whether or not even if you have a great bursary scheme are you marketing that on channels where people in the BAME sector are going to be aware of it you know how do we start to embed this in the organization but i must say to you Uh, as a black woman who's having private conversations about this, my heart warms so much with the support and the number of people who were saying, I didn't realize the depth to which this runs and it's time for change. And that's a great place as a human race. Uh, Well, it's an incredibly positive thought and uh, you've got a powerful voice and you're very eloquent with it. Um, so with that in mind, are you going to write another book? I am. <laughs> I just don't know when. <laughs> I am, absolutely. I, uh, I, I very much look forward to 
really looking at writing a book and, 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 and I've started to brainstorm, you know what it's like as an author, you kind of start to think about it and, and ponder and have the discussions. And so I've started that process really looking about um, transformation and, and, you know, transformative brands and, and what does that look like in 2020 based on everything that we've all gone through. Um, so yeah, there will be another one coming. Brilliant. Well, to all of our listeners, can I highly recommend I Am My Brand by Kubi Springer. Uh, if you want to think about your personal brand and how you develop, if you want lots of insights, uh, great stories from people about how they developed, I'd recommend this book. And Kubi, thank you very much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. For more in this series, please go to engaging.works where you can buy the book and browse over 80,000 other business titles. See you again next time.